Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Are you an emerging persona or a global organization that isn't getting recognition from the press? Have your marketing and advertisement efforts hit a plateau? Let us help you take your brand to the next level. Red Heifer Media is a full-service boutique public relations agency specializing in health and wellness, tech, real estate, and nonprofit organizations. We can turn your successful company into a reputable brand. Take your first step and visit www.redheifermedia.com. Once again, visit www.redheifermedia.com to take your brand to the next level. My guest today is Craig Archibald, who is a writer, director, producer, actor, and coach whose professional career began at 15 and includes award-winning film and television productions. As a founder of the Archibald Studio, he's worked with countless actors, including Eric Roberts, Dan Futterman, John Slatterly, and Constance Wu. In today's episode, we talk about his new book, The Actor's Mindset, Acting as a Craft, Discipline, and Business. Welcome to Lifeology. Hi, James. Thank you for having me. I am looking forward to this. That was a lot of words for me to say, but that doesn't even encompass all of the amazing things you've done. So I know you have so many. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be here. At 15, how did you, well, what happened for you at 15 where all of a sudden you got your big, your big break? Oh gosh. At 15, I got a local Canadian uh, theater production called Stage Falls at the Persephone okay. Theater in Saskatoon, oh. Saskatchewan. Big deal. Mm-hmm. I had a great time and I did turn pro. I also had my first uh, Actra television commercial in that year. So it was my year that I turned pro. So, yeah, it was fun. What was the commercial about? Um, I believe it was a weed killer. It was a professional weed killer for the prairie <laughs> brain. What it, was. it was a big deal. You know? I made some money and it was a national television commercial. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. The theater really uh, saved my life up there. You know, I, w- I was... Uh, oh my gosh, I bet lost in the Canadian wild. And I found the theater mm-hmm. and the people in the theater were great and uh, inclusive and uh, helped me find myself as a young teenager. And it was a beautiful way to uh, spend my youth. I did a lot of work in the theater. I started when I was 11 and uh, turned oh, pro okay. to, and made enough money in my little theater career, um, coaching and teaching at that time as well, and, and being an actor uh, to put myself through college. And so that was a great, wow. um, a great little addition to my life as well. Yeah. Did you study theater in school, in university? I studied uh, at the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, for, mm-hmm. I had got my Bachelor of Arts from there. And then I moved to London. And I lived in London for two years. And I studied privately uh, with different uh, people around, uh, teachers that taught at RADA, Weber Douglas, mm-hmm. Gail Paul. Mm-hmm. And I also worked at the National Theater, the Royal National Theater of Great Britain. And uh, yeah, I was mentored by a fellow named Ian McKellen, of all people. Um, wow. Yeah, I had a connection to Very Ian through one of my professors at, in the University of Saskatchewan, a wonderful mm-hmm. man named uh, Bingo Maver, who had been the head of the Scottish Arts Council and found himself writing plays in Saskatchewan. And um, oh, he knew, he knew um, 
uh, Ian from years in London. And so uh, I, with a letter of introduction, I had a, a beautiful time in London uh, learning the sort of British approach to acting. But at the end of two years, I hadn't learned the method. And so um, uh, another mentor of mine said, hey, why don't you go to New York and study the method there? And so I called a teacher of mine from Canada that had moved to New York and said, where should I study? And he said, well, Sandy Meisner is teaching at the Neighborhood Playhouse. Why don't you go wow. to the Neighborhood Playhouse and study with wow. Sandy Meisner? So that's what I did. And so I got into one of Sandy's last graduating classes before he passed uh -huh. away. We didn't get a lot of Sandy, but we got some time with him. And mm -hmm. um, also a wonderful teacher named Robert Xavier Modica, who was John Turturro's big teacher. And wow. Bob Modica was a great teacher and... and uh, so I studied at the Playhouse and, and graduated from there in 89. I went on to study with Suzanne Shepard, who was also a great um, acting wow, coach. Yeah. There, and started uh -huh. my career in you know, 1989, 1990 in New York City. Wow, that's quite, uh, quite, the, uh, quite the background you have there as far as all the amazing people that you're able to meet. What's the difference between the American version and the, great, or the British version as far as the methodology? Well... The methodology, you know, sort of worldwide, it's now the Stanislavski. Mm -hmm. You know, Stanislavski was the guy back in mm -hmm. Russia who created the, the Stanislavski system, which when it came over to America through a gentleman named Richard Boleslavsky, he brought it over and taught at the American Laboratory Theater on the Lower East Side in the 1920s. And then from that blossomed the group theater. Um, and so mm -hmm. the Stanislavski system is really now worldwide. The last people to come on board were the British, um, because um, as Maggie Smith once called it, she thought that the method was masturbation. And um, I'm sorry, <laughs> not good, because that's not a good for a family program. But um, that's, that's what Maggie Smith called it. You can hear Maggie calling it that, too. But the British, they kind of believed in their Shakespeare and their voice and speech. So when I was studying there, it was all the external stuff. It was voice and speech, and they weren't talking about the inner um, development. So the Brits kind of worked from the outside in. They'd put the mustache on, and they'd put the hump on, or the walk with the cane, and then they'd, they'd incorporate from the outside in. You know, Olivier was famous for talking about that. Laurence Olivier was famous for putting on the exterior and letting the exterior sort of bleed inside, whereas the Stanislavski system, starts in the inside, asking questions about the core of the character, and then you grow from the core out. So basically, that's the difference. But the Brits really came on strong with it. They, 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 I believe, like in the 80s, they weren't teaching it. But I believe it was around 1990 that they did. And then we got these great actors like Tom Hardy and Benedict Cumberbatch, mm -hmm. these great mm -hmm. British actors that really blossomed yeah. out of Britain once they started to do that um, work with the method. Um, that's, that's sort of the, they blend it now. And I, I think worldwide now, most actors or, you know, it's, it's all from the Stanislavski tree, right? There's mm -hmm. many different techniques, but it's one yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah. One basic idea that, that most acting comes from. When I'm assuming you're still, you're still an actor as well. And cause I know you're obviously you're a coach and, and teacher. When, when you prepare for something, how do you differentiate between your, your normal persona and then what, create moving into the persona of the character. How do you find that? How do you partition that? But also, how do you move into that? Well, that's that's at the basic elements of the method, um, James. Mm -hmm. That's that is we you know you you ask questions, right? So you get the character, and his name is Romeo, right? Mm -hmm. And so, hey, Romeo, who are you? You know, oh, you're in love with this girl named Juliet. Oh, and who is Juliet? Mm -hmm. you know, she is a Capulet. You are a Montague, and the families don't get along. So you get inside the 
questions of who this person is and you get a basic understanding of the character. Then you go into yourself and connect to yourself in that mm-hmm. situation. What would it be like I for me to correlation. talk okay. to someone from the wrong family or mm-hmm. you know, what, what's my action? What's my need? What do I want? What, do I, what am I looking for? All those sort of important acting questions. We connect those to ourselves and, and we do what is called a substitution. We substitute ourselves into Romeo's situation. We substitute ah, ourselves into, you know, Juliet's situation, whoever, whatever side you're playing. Mm-hmm. And then you up into it and you get those emotions stirred up in yourself and you feel it not in your head, but down in your tummy, right? Down where mm-hmm. emotions live. And once you have those emotions alive, then you just give those emotions over to the character and drop your mm-hmm. life. And then the character's work comes to life so that 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 anger that you see from great performances from from Sean Penn, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's accessing his personal anger, but then yeah. giving it to the character. So that's how it works. That's the whole idea, the, the brilliance of, of Stanislavski. So all the different teachers and techniques that are out there are all trying yeah. to guide actors through that process of how do you take on the circumstances and then mm-hmm. live truthfully underneath them. Interesting. And so therefore they would then, that's why when I watch someone like Sean Penn, I can feel his, I can feel his, whatever the emotion is. And then from there it elicits my own emotions. So it's almost like a transverse aspect of it. So he puts himself in the shoes of the person, the character, then he can emote that. And then all of a sudden when I see that I have the empathy and then I feel it as well. And that's how it creates the performance, the memorable performance. Exactly. Exactly. And the actors that don't access their real true emotions are up in their heads thinking. Right. Mm. And when you're watching a movie and there's an actor that you don't really like, it's probably because they are in a thinking place and that they're in what we call oh, being in your head. Yeah. And yeah. performances that are up in their head are a little bit cold, a little bit distant. Mm-hmm. They might look very good. They might be kind of brilliant. And you look at them and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. they're really acting, but it's not affecting me at all. That usually yeah. means. Oh, interesting. Yeah in their head but for but the ones that we really connect to the Meryl Streep's the Viola Davis's mm-hmm. the Washington mm-hmm. you know the the, mm-hmm. the ends they they make us feel because they're really feeling it and there's that yeah. human connection of I'm going to connect to you what you're feeling I'm going to have empathy for you in in that moment it's it's always interesting like so in in psychotherapy or in psychology I was, um, I mean, my job is, is I'm trained to, to look at people's micro expressions, macro expressions, how they respond. But so I always look at the eyes for me when I watch an actor, if I'm really into the movie or, or noticing something, I always watch the eyes. And if the eyes are not congruent with what's being expressed, I can tell, I mean, it pulls me right out of, right out of the movie. I'm like, okay, well, they're not, not really well, that, feeling that they are. Yeah. That's well, sorry to interrupt you. Um, that is exactly that's exactly what I look at as a coach as well. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's, that's all I look at, right? When I'm working with my clients, I'm in their eyes because mm-hmm. in the eyes, see when someone is thinking something else or when yeah. they've drifted somewhere else, or if there's a voice in their head, you can see that small mm-hmm. distraction. You can also see when someone is pure, when someone is really in the moment and truly in integrity with their emotions and with the character's mm-hmm. emotions. And they've made that transference and they've left themselves behind and they've completely made that integrity commitment to the character. And you mm-hmm. can see it. it. It's clear as day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. Obviously I got one right when it comes to, I'm not an acting coach, but I know what that feels like. <laughs> that is funny. Let's transition into your book, The Actor's Mindset, Acting as a Craft, Discipline, and Business. What happened for you in your life that you said, I need to write this book? 
Well, you know, I think as a young actor, I, there was so much that I went through um, in New York mm-hmm. with my buddies, my art buddies in New York, and, and no one was really telling us the truth about how the industry worked. And so we had to learn so many mes- uh, of the messages and the meanings and the lessons of, of the industry on our own, sort of the hard way. And as I started to coach more and more, I started to think, why did people hold back? Why didn't people tell us the truth of what was going on? It was a, a lot of yeah. mystery around acting. It was a lot of, ooh, we'll let you know, or, oh, if you do this, it'll, it might work out. And I think that that was because people were afraid to say, we don't know. And, and uh, there see. is an element of, we don't know. Nobody, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's the Wild West. Nobody knows who's going to be a successful actor. <laughs> Nobody knows what script yeah. is going to turn into an Academy Award winner. Nobody knows that. And so it's art, right? And you have to be creative and be in that zone. And I, when, when we were growing up, I had so many questions. And so as I was coaching, I realized that my clients had those questions too. And mm-hmm. I, I realized that nobody had written the book that actually laid it out and said, listen, here's the truth as far as I know about the industry. And I use yeah. my my experience as an actor, I use my client's experience and we go through the discipline, the craft and the business mm-hmm. because those are the three elements that you really have to have. It's like a tripod, mm-hmm. you know, if one of those legs is missing. Mm-hmm. It's going to fall over. Right. So yeah. those three elements for me are the most important elements that we have to get grounded into an actor so that they understand what's going on. So I try to give my actors the, all, any answers to anything that they have so that they get rid of the mm-hmm. mystery and that it becomes something that they can actually quantify and they can make sense yes. of it. So that They can go through their career without it being mysterious, you know, and that's the book is great for anybody that loves an actor, right? Like I, I really hope that a lot of parents will read this as well. People that love mm, actors, great. you know, partners to actors, anybody that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also people within the industry, casting directors, producers, directors, mm-hmm. people that uh, don't really know what acting is all about. When you read this yeah. book, I think, an overall general really great viewpoint of the big picture of what it is with a lot of stories a lot of stories about my career and a lot of my clients oh, okay so anecdotes in there as well okay that's great i what i was reading um when i was looking at this i mean your book seems like it's different in a lot of ways because you break it down into three categories not only is it just about the acting itself but it is the mindset you know it is the the discipline it's the business aspect of it because i know in my field as well when i when i finish with my graduate studies um we, I had my private practice and thankfully I had some business background, but I have a lot of my colleagues who didn't have any business background. And so they're like, they have a great practice, you know, psych- psychotherapy practice, but they didn't know how to run it. They don't have to make money from it. And I think that's where a lot of people, we were great at our one thing, but just like that tripod aspect, if you don't have those other parts to ground you, then you won't be as successful as you could be unless you have this type of information. Yeah. And I think it's changing. I think that in the conservatories and, and, and university systems and, and college systems, people are beginning to address the business side of things. But boy, when I was mm-hmm. a kid, when I was studying, we didn't talk about any side of the business. At all. <laughs> there was no yeah. I'm glad that yeah, it's changing. That is very- I'm yeah, glad that definitely. We- I mean, I mean, I think the biggest mm-hmm. thing is that, that to me, the very center of it all is your mindset. Right. And that's why I called the book mm-hmm. The Mindset, because I think that mm-hmm. it's very easy to have a kind of a victim mindset. Um, it, there's a, mm-hmm. to be, be a victim is kind of an easy thing, right? You can blame sure. everything else. You can blame other people. You can blame luck and life. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. <laughs> right? And so what I try to do is turn my clients into champions, 
right? And I use mm -hmm. a very strong, simple dictum that is make everything make you better, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we take a negative and turn it into a yeah. positive, right? Yeah. And that goes across the board from whether you're being, you feel rejected from not getting the part or whether you have a tremendous amount of nerves before performance or whether mm -hmm. you have something negative happen in your day right before you walk into an audition how do you take that negativity or you know the reverse is true well as well maybe you have to play a very sad scene and you've just been nominated for an emmy how are you going to go in and do that sad I scene see, yeah. opposite yeah. so the idea of taking everything and turning it into a positive and making everything make us better is really mm -hmm. at the core of what I work at. And that's the mindset that we focus on. And that's a mindset that can go across to everyone in the world, right? Because it's, yeah. we can look at negatives and we can go down a negative road and just go down the spiral of negative, negative, negative. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the national news right now and you'll just go down a negative spiral. And I think we're all kind of suffering from that right now. And if you can put the brakes on and stop and ask yourself, how can I make this make me better? as opposed to it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. How can we, mm -hmm. we turn the corner into a champion mindset, right? And turn, yeah. turn that corner. And for my actors, you know, when you walk into an audition and you're a victim, who wants to work with a victim? I mean, it's not sexy and charming and fun and interesting. <laughs> Champions yeah. are sexy and fun and interesting, right? So we're, we're looking yeah. towards that turning of the energy from the negative into the positive and using mm -hmm. energy that's out there for you to make you better, not work against you. Yeah. One thing I always tell people in my field and my viewers and listeners is in every moment, you simply ask yourself, what am I learning about myself right now? So I was just on during my third show today and I was um, talking to someone actually my last show about that. You know, if I'm, I have my, my morning, my morning meditation in the morning. And then if I'm afterwards, I'm walking my dog, if I'm on my phone, I'm walking my dog, my dog pulls because he wants to sniff something. If I get angry with him or annoyed with him, you know, when I ask that question, well, James, what are you learning about yourself right now? Well, clearly I need to learn patience. <laughs> so it's really important because when you can recognize in the moment what you're learning about yourself, then you can conceptualize that to say, okay, well, in the morning, I struggle with patience or there's this or that. So, you, so it sounds like you can call on if you were to do something like this, piggyback enough what you're saying, you can call in these types of things. And when did I feel this anger? When did I feel this? How do I use that in such a way where it's now mine as opposed to being reactive in the event? Now you can draw on that as fodder or as um, information or data points and then be able to use this when you need it in a healthier way or for, for your craft. Right. Exactly. I, I think that that's, that that's the essence of what we're, you know, what, what we're hitting here is mm -hmm. it's the self-awareness, right? It's the ability mm -hmm. to acknowledge what's going on and then the ability to step back and keep a, a larger picture and see the best way to move forward. How can I yeah. move forward from this point with this knowledge that I have? Mm -hmm. What are the avenues that I can take? And, and always lean towards the champion is where I lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When breaking it down into three categories, the craft, discipline, and business, what would be the different? Well, I, mean, I understand this, but walk me through the, the different elements of that. So craft, discipline, business. Well, the craft is, first of all, the, just the basics, right? Going to school and, and, mm -hmm. and learning the method, right? And learning mm -hmm. and voice and how to be in your mm -hmm. body, dance training, the fight training, the combat, um, the fencing, all of those sort of uh, discipline 
aspects of it, just getting into the discipline. And my great teacher, Simon Eisner, said that it takes 20 years to become an artist, right? And so I, oh, I, I think I break it down into, you know, the first eight years is about discipline. And discipline, as in any art form, uh, you know, it takes years to learn how to do that paint stroke. It takes years to learn how to write a great mm-hmm. paragraph. It takes years to do the perfect pirouette, right? And the same thing with acting. You have to take the time to do the discipline. A lot of people think that acting is pretty easy. They think, oh, I just have to memorize the lines and, and you know, it'll be fun. And there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of you know, there's a lot of um, misconceptions out there about what acting yeah. is. And so that is the discipline part. Then it turns into a craft. For the next eight years, it becomes a craft, right? And then as okay. a craft, person you are crafting now you've gotten the discipline underneath you and you get stronger and stronger inside the craft and inside the craft you're going to learn different lessons deeper lessons um the tools become easy in your hands like you, you you're used mm-hmm. to you over and over and over again and now you can be on a national tv show and still be a craftsman at that point in your in your sure. journey yeah, right? and then mm-hmm. when you get to the end of that second eight years then it turns into the business side, of course, is is the the side of it that is the the sort of finishing. You you turn into a full artist, but the business can be mm-hmm. there from the very beginning. You know, you might be lucky enough sure, to get a job and be working your way through it. Uh-huh. Um, the business side of my book is that that's the third part that a lot of people don't focus on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it takes time and it takes growth and understanding that those three segments are the three legs of this stool of being a, a mm-hmm. professional quality artist if one mm-hmm. of those legs is missing, you're going to fall over right and so you know, that's yeah, the of course. basic premise underneath that yeah the business aspect of that is that more focused on the the compensation for that or how does that look well yeah it, it, it it's 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 many different parts of it because it's know, important <laughs> it's very important what they do the mindset about business right like not being afraid of it in the first place like a lot of people are afraid mm-hmm. to to call themselves entrepreneurs and to lean into being an entrepreneur. And this goes for business people across the board, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there is an element of confidence and understanding that you have to be brave and you have to be a champion and you have to move forward with, with confidence into your business and not be afraid of it. And then there's also, you know, of course, the obvious things like branding yourself and how do you get an mm-hmm. agent, how do you get a manager, how do you move into the industry? But then there's something that a lot of people don't talk about, which is savvy, which is being smart enough to look at the situation and be, be smart enough to maybe shut up for a minute and let somebody talk <laughs> and teach you something, right? Yeah. And not be desperate and not be egotistical and jumping into a situation and, and being driven from the ego, right? Allowing yourself to be mm-hmm. in a humble position to learn what you need to learn slowly over time and not feel like you have to jump on it and own it from the beginning. The smaller aspects of, you know, where do, where do I get my headshots and how do I find my agent and manager? Those are things that they do not, well, they didn't teach us back in the day. Now I think they're doing more of Oh, that. really? Interesting. Okay. But, but they never talked about that when we were in school. Really? And I think even to this day, uh, there are college programs that really don't address that, which is shocking. Um, but, but that true. is shocking. Well, how well, do because, people get work then? I mean, that's... Well, exactly. I have so many young actors that show up in Hollywood and they don't know the business business of it right so so many mm. times i talk about the basics of business oh I, okay the business i get it yeah, yeah. as an entrepreneur and building mm-hmm. yourself up as someone you know we provide a service in hollywood called acting right and or mm-hmm. 
or anywhere in the show business industry, we provide a service and, and we forgot to make sure that our service is at the top at the premium because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people providing that same service. So if you're looking yeah. at it from that perspective, you can live into the business mindset a little bit more and, and hopefully that will help you succeed. Wow. I'm just still flabbergasted that that's not really taught because I mean, and I mean, I'm sure a lot of, like you said, a lot of new, new programs are doing that. But the fact is if teach the craft or you would want them to be successful. So you want to teach exactly. the business of it, but that's just, well, I mean, I'm, on this you, side, I'm like, well, what? that just seemed logical. <laughs> it, it, no, it, it, it is. Yeah, it doesn't seem logical. Here's another thing that often doesn't happen. And again, it's changing. So I could get in trouble with a lot of people out there in, in academia, but you know, uh, people do are not taught on camera work. They're taught stage. Oh, really? Interesting. And so I have that to makes say, sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of young actors come here and I have to say, okay, you're ready for the stage, but now mm-hmm. you have to understand the camera. And so understanding yeah. the camera and how the different. Yes, it's a different, mm-hmm. it's just same, totally yeah. but, but it's an interior. Mm-hmm. So that often mm-hmm. takes months to get um, stagey actors who are in a performance mode to bring right, it in yeah. and make it smaller, right? Yeah. Which, which yeah. is, um, Another thing that confuses me is here in Hollywood, a lot of teachers teach in black box theaters. And I don't understand that either. Oh, like, as soon as you really? put in a stage, they're going to be on the stage, right? And yeah. so and so I actually coach right here in my living room. And um, we put uh, uh-huh. the actor on camera. We put their their cell phone on uh, on a tripod and, and mm-hmm. record their work and so that they get to see themselves immediately after yeah. doing the work. And they can That's see perfect the intimacy of the camera as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. It sounds like you have a lot of, I was like cutting edge, but a lot more contemporary um, techniques that seem to be very effective, which once again, that's why you're the expert in this because it's like, oh, this seems obvious for someone like me, who's not, who is, you know, obviously not in the acting, acting schools. Yeah. That is amazing. Unfortunately, our time is up. We could talk a lot about this, but <laughs> it was such a pleasure having you on my show. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase your book, The Actor's Mindset, Acting as a Craft, Discipline, and Business, written by Craig Archibald, this man I'm speaking with today, where would they find this information online? Uh, online, of course, you can order the book at, at any um, Amazon or Goodreads or Barnes & Nobles. And of course, they're in bookstores across mm-hmm. the country. And also, I have my website, uh, thearchibaldstudio.com. Wonderful. So my listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll have all the information there and you can link with Craig Archibald. Thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.